Coming up, we discuss what the future holds for Walt Disney World as we focus on some of the major projects Imagineering is working on. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 676 for the week of February 4th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dustin West. (laughs) Wow, that's a look. Uh, Sean Thompson. Where am I? (laughs) Kathy Whirling. Corey Martin. And back manning the controls, Mr. Craig Williams. Mr. Personality. the loneliest number? (laughs) Yes. All right. So in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the things that Disney has announced and maybe some of the things that Disney hasn't quite announced yet. Yeah. Not necessarily rumors, but... Things we're pretty sure are coming. Yeah. Um, And uh, talk about some of what those things are and what uh, what we know and what we'd like to see. And uh, well, what I'd like to, you know, excuse me, what I thought about going into this segment was that, you know, we've talked about these things, uh, you know, all over the place in our news and in our rapid fires and as things are coming up. And I thought this would be a great place to kind of bring all those things that we know together and uh, talk about some of the different projects that they're working on and, and what we think about them and what we'd like to see. Sounds like a good idea. We're going to start with uh, one that I'm very excited about. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. uh, Avatar Land at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, Of course, this is the brainchild of uh, famed director James Cameron of Terminator films and uh, Titanic and, uh, you know, of course, Avatar right now, the, uh, uh, the number one grossing film in history at the box office and they are planning... uh, Three more films. Three more, which I, I'm... Don't uh, underestimate him. Don't be like, like that. Don't be hating. But is it going to take 11 years to do the next three, like he did with the first one? It was, it was something like that. After he did Titanic, that was like... Well, you know, whatever amount of time he wants to take, they seem to come out well. And he's James Cameron, so no one cares. So you know, he can get away with murder. He keeps having those box office re- yeah. results. He's going to get away with doing whatever he wants. Um, I didn't realize John Landau was also involved in... Uh, yeah, and I, I can't remember if he's the producer on Avatar, but he's a producer for Lightstorm Entertainment. I, I'm sure he is. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard that name come up before, and I know... Uh, that was released um, when they did the uh, groundbreaking a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, they announced that. Isn't, isn't John Landau very involved with Universal, too? You know, I'm not positive. You know, I know. I think I think I've got that right, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> are Gregory, we, are we talking director of like American Werewolf in Paris? No, it's a different guy. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking. There's it's, a film producer named John Lando. Right. Yeah. So not the director. So no, we, no, no. we want to be clear about that. Okay. Um, and construction, uh, they just broke ground on this uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, scheduled to open uh, between 
2017, 2019. Yeah, it's, they haven't set a full date. Well, you know, it's a big deal that they even got groundbreaking because there was a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been almost three years now. Well, there, you know, yeah. the, the rumors we heard was that uh, James Cameron and Imagineering were not playing well together. James Cameron had his ideas, and Joe Rohde had his ideas, yeah. and the two were not necessarily... Those are two really big personalities. Um, very creative... I mean, both creative geniuses in their own right, but two big personalities coming together. So apparently they have found some common ground, no Must pun have. intended, uh, in terms of... Uh, in terms of Avatar Land, Avatar Land is going to uh, replace or is replacing Camp Mini Mickey, um, which I think should have been bulldozed years ago. Yeah, that was just a big void. It felt it sh- like it should have been bulldozed right after it was built. Well, um, apparently, Camp Mini Mickey was meant to be the original location of the Beastly Kingdom. Beastly Kingdom, right? And uh, of course, that that never happened. Um, so well, tell I, people what Beastly Kingdom was supposed to be. Beastly Kingdom originally, and I, I suppose either became too difficult or they felt like it may have not fit in or both, but it was supposed to be about mythical creatures, mythical animals. And obviously, you know, it, it wouldn't really go in with the theme of having live animals in habitats on display, but it would have been like, um, you know, dragons. Well, because well, because the original, like the original icon, the original logo for Animal Kingdom had a dragon in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the parking lots is <laughs> unicorn. Right. You know? Um, so some of those things still remain in the park uh, as a nod to that. Um, but it's cool. I think this kind of brings it less, it's less mythical, but it's fictional. And um, what's cool about Avatar is that there is this whole world set up to it. So there is, if you know the film, you know there's going to be a very specific look to the way uh, this area of the park looks. Right. And uh, <laughs> it'll be in 3D. It'll be in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to do that in real life? I don't know. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> but one of the one of the original uh, concept artworks involves these, you know, these giant floating islands. And... Um, I don't know how they're going to do this, but that it's part of their description that they announced. Well, if anyone can make an island float, yeah. Joe Rohde can. Imagineering, yeah, exactly. um, Imagineering can do it. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, especially from the um, all the concept art that that's come out. It looks beautiful. Any but anytime we post anything like this on Facebook to do. Uh, having to deal with Avatar Land, people hate it. Are you they just hate the idea of Avatar Land coming to Animal Kingdom. It's. I think it has the potential to completely, not that I think that Animal Kingdom needs it, but to completely rejuvenate that park, I, to I, give it a new life. I, th- I agree with you. Um, and I think, you know, obviously this new addition to Animal Kingdom is going to be timed conveniently to the release of the next film. And uh, if it is anywhere near as successful as the first one, um, it could be a game changer for Animal Kingdom. It could so be- I should go see the movie? I Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Absolutely. Look, I think the movie was amazing. I loved Avatar. I mean, looking at the pictures, I mean, it looks cool, but I don't know that it's inspiring me that I can't wait till it gets there. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, because I'm usually many years behind on seeing the movie. Um, but I'm thinking for this one, I need yeah, to see Yeah, you just the recently saw Gone with the Wind. If I'm not <laughs> well, on Facebook, I saw The Incredibles over the weekend. And all of a sudden, you know, things in the park now 
makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cool before, but it makes more sense right. now. It connects you more with these elements right. when, when you've had the experience of seeing the movie. If you is. find time over the next four years, I would probably watch it. You got a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this app on Facebook or not on, on that you can get for your um, iPad that you can download all these movies or watch all these movies and they're free. Mm. Netflix? Probably, I think no. the FBI is going to call you after this. <laughs> no, I saw it on the Disboards. It's called Cartoon HD. Dot Torrent. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you just go in there and there's all the Disney movies and there's all kind of movies. So it still doesn't make it they're legal. All, they're all great. <laughs> they have a little no. words on them, but no, 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 no. They're as good as you what see I can the, get you on. see the heads of the people. There's yeah. people coughing. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Well, going going along with the theme of what Kathy's talking about, seeing the movies before you experience these things in the parks. You know, I understand why some people wouldn't like this because the, these aren't Disney movies. And, you know, and I think that a, a lot of people who go to the parks, you know, relate to their favorite Disney movies in that way. And that's one of the reasons they're excited to go to the theme parks. Right. Um, and, and this, you know, doesn't it isn't in that world necessarily. Well, you know, let's let's be honest about what this is. This is Disney's response to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what this is. But period. I don't care what anybody says. This is their response to it. My whole notion behind all this is will um will disney be able to keep their hands out of crossing disney and avatar like they they didn't do that with star wars they dressed mickey up as uh, a jedi and all this Uh. stuff if harry potter would have came to disney for some reason disney would have wanted to have a lightning bolt scar on mickey's head running around but jk rowling would never well that 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 was the reason disney you know disney that was the first one uh the the first company she approached with this and uh they weren't willing to give up the level of control she required universal of course you know being the two dollar street walker on the on the block at the time was like we'll do whatever you want um and they got it I, I think that's part of the problem that James Cameron had, too, is he's been holding out so long because he probably wanted some level of control. And, you know, they probably said, OK, well, we'll only make two million Mickey dolls that are completely blue with like the Avatar. But <laughs> See, I think Mickey would be dressed as the military characters. And either way, something's going to happen like that. And I, I think that's why there was a lot of issues with that with James Cameron at first, because yeah. he probably wanted it to be something like the wizarding world where it had no outside intrusions coming into it, but they must have reached an agreement and that's why everything started going. <laughs> exactly. Forward. Exactly. Uh, now uh, we know that there is going to be some kind of flying attraction uh, with uh, 3d projections. Yeah. As it's uh, written on my script. P-R-E. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's a new form of technology they're doing. Well, at least we can't see your script anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> um, and a boat ride showing off native flora and fauna. Yeah, I think I think what we're going to see with the no Merryweather, no, no, no Merryweather. And 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 by native, do you mean they'll be in loincloth, uh, flora and fauna? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go there. I, I think with the flying attraction, I think what we'll end up seeing is Disney. I, I'm sure they'll come up with. Sp- some technology of their own, but I think it'll be reminiscent of Spider-Man, Transformers, uh, Harry Potter, or Toronto. What is it? Toronto Don Flyers at uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park. One of the rumors I heard, I don't remember where it came from, but it was supposed to be another recreation of Soren, but with updated technology. Okay, that would be that would be huge. That would be amazing. 
that would be huge that, if they did something like that. But, um, you know, so uh, Avatar Land scheduled to come uh, in the next uh, five, four, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> ten eight, years. Ten years. Uh, at some point, uh, Avatar Land uh, comes to uh, comes to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I am excited about it. Um, you know, there was, uh, of course, a great deal of excitement and uh, uh, commentary uh, when Disney announced that uh, they were buying Lucasfilms, including the Star Wars franchise. And there has been no official announcement yet that uh, a Star Wars theme land will come to a Disney theme park. But I think that at this point, it's just a matter of the announcement being made. Right. Um, and I... I N- knowing... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, you know, I, I think it, it's safe to say that it is coming, and uh, when, we don't know. But, um, again, with the expansion of Wizarding World of Harry Potter, they're going to have to do something to respond. And I think we're going to see an announcement, I would say, within the next three to six months. Really? Um, well, if they're going to do it, they got to get started. Yeah. And... You know, I, I would say within the next three to six months, and the most logical place, of course, for it is going to be Disney's Hollywood Studios. You um, know, I I know I hear a lot of rumblings from the inner workings of Hollywood Studios, and everything that, and I've mentioned some of that on the show before. <coughs> everything that I'm piecing together leads me to believe that Disney Hollywood Studios is going to be making a, a complete transformation in the way that that park is it has out. to yeah and, it has to um and like i've said before that means focusing certain aspects of the park to be pixar related and focusing the certain parts of the park to be star wars related and having more of a real themed areas and and, and, and forgive me because you know there was a time this was one of my favorite attractions please for the love of god get rid of the great movie ride <laughs> it is sad <laughs> at this point it. don't get yeah. it. no it's great oh no i don't know it, it they can get rid of indiana jones and, and, and they <laughs> yeah have, that's a waste of space yeah yeah you know, well, I'm sorry. I, they, they've got to do something a great movie ride. It is just so sad. Well, I sad. actually heard a rumor that they're going to replace the great movie ride with uh, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. But they're going to just really extend it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, actually. I'd yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> Personally, I would, be, I would be just fine with that. But they, they, they have to do something. They have to do something because it's just, I'm sorry, it just drives me. Uh, Hollywood Studios, really, unless there is something really special and special specific going on I'm not going into that park there's nothing for me there um, there's nothing for me there the only time I go there is when we do our Dizzapalooza parties and we rent out Pixar Place yeah. and have Toy Story Mania to ourselves and Christmas is quite nice there with you know, the Osborne, Osborne lights yeah absolutely I'll, I'll give that you that is fading away sometime so well uh, it's not coming back wasn't this the last year or next year's uh, the last year that was year's the it's rumor. only rumors yeah, yeah. yeah. um but some of the some of the things I've been hearing about Hollywood Studios include uh, rumors include um, that the hat is going away sometime soon. Thank God. Um, the the name would be changing to just Disney Studios. Um, finally, after the whole Hollywood. That's MGM. just what we need is another it's name. Another yeah. Name. yeah. Thank you. Well, it would be the third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the third one since the park opened. You know, it would it would be good if if the whole park is going to get an identity change, maybe a name change would be in order. But the most important thing 
and, and rumblings that I've heard is the whole backlot area is, uh, you know, lights, motors, action. Thank God. Um, That's another waste of space. That needs to go away. And um, well, that was one of the first areas they were talking about with the uh, when Cars Land rumor. Mm -hmm. It was going to go back there in that area. And of course, uh, backlot tour is kind of on its last leg. Um, so there is potential that, you know, there would be room made back in that area along with LMA. I mean, uh, Lights, Motors, Action. Um, and Muppet Vision, too? You're hearing that Muppet Vision may go away? That would upset me. These, these, are, just rumor, uh, these are just rumors as far as where, where uh, Star Tours currently is, the surrounding areas of that, if they were going to position it around Star Tours itself, would be Indiana Jones and would be uh, Muppet Vision 3D because those are the kind of the they expand out beyond Star Tours on either side. Right. So that would be the most logical thing because if they put it back there in the back lot, then it wouldn't be anywhere near Star Tours. Um, you know. So right. I think what they'll do is is probably something along those lines. Indiana Jones probably will definitely go if there's Star Wars, but you know, there's so much that they can do with Star Wars. I mean, there's a, endless attractions I could think of that they could come up with right. for Star Tours. Oh, for Star Wars, yeah. I mean, incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, incredible. Wars. I mean, yeah, the universe is really well-developed. Mm-hmm. Um, the storylines are really well-developed, really well-known, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 40 years. <laughs> and it has a massive fan base. Huge fan base. Like Harry Huge. Potter. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, interesting to see when... They announce it. Because I, I, I will say now that I don't think there's any chance they're not going to. I don't think there's any chance they're not going to do this. I think they have to. I think they have to. I think when Diagon Alley opens over at Universal, they're, you know, Avatar is meant to, you know, respond to Wizarding World. I think this they're is... going to have to respond to Diagon Alley, too, in my opinion. You're shaking your head no, Sean. You disagree? Or? Oh, no. I just think if they bring Star Wars Land, they have to bring back the Golden Girls house so that I can do something <laughs> while everyone's there. <laughs> really? I, I have no connection to Star Wars. I, I think I've seen them maybe once. but Wow. Yeah. That's right. He was And, and look behind him on the video. He has, he has Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, really. We're looking at him. So, all right. The other... Um, this is something I'm really excited about. I cannot wait to see this, uh, uh, see this open up over in the Magic Kingdom. As part of the new Fantasyland, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, um, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to make the Magic Kingdom even more unbearable in terms mm-hmm. of crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to open in a few months. But it will it will spread out those uh, e-ticket lines a little bit. It will help with that. Yes, it will help yeah. with that. Uh, this is going to be an indoor steel. Roller coaster, right? And the and the interesting thing about this roller coaster, as uh, I think Kathy once reported on this in, uh, initially, is that the um, the actual cars themselves like rock back and forth mm-hmm. and yeah. sway like an actual mine train. Well, line. I actually I actually got to uh, see one of them uh, during one of our adventures by Disney backstage oh, cool. magic trips. We went into Imagineering. Yeah. And they had one of these cars. <laughs> I was on out. that trip. Yeah, I don't think great. they were supposed yeah. to have it. They weren't supposed to have it out. We weren't supposed to be seeing it. But we did see it, and we were moving it, and we saw how it kind of you know, swayed back and forth like a mine train would. Um, and I'll tell you, it'll be very cool if, you know, they, well, of course, they've. It's going to be the first of its kind. That's what they say. It's going to be the first of its kind ride vehicle like this. Aren't they all? Maybe. I mean, because Disney's also been talking about the fact that it's been swaying back and forth and 
you know, Universal's also been building yeah. a ride that's kind of similar with a little everything's a first of its kind, yeah, the first of its kind technology. Dwarves, goblins, same thing. Yeah. Right? They're the same ride. I can't tell though if is it going to be because I'll do Thunder Mountain, but I'll never do Space Mountain again, and I can't tell where this. I think it's going to be in between. Fits in. Yeah, I think this is going to be in between because it's going to be inside and outside. Yeah, know? I think it'll be more close. <laughs> to Big Thunder Mountain. I agree. Okay. Yeah. As far I'll as the amount of inside, outside kind of... Th- and I also think it's it. not, you know, the the attraction of Space Mountain is that it's dark. You can't yeah. see anything. And I think this is probably going to be more well-lit in the interiors and probably have something to carry the story through in the interiors on some level. Yeah, there's supposed to have lots yeah. of little displays. Right. and well, it, From what I can tell from the art, it's supposed to kind of look like the mummy does in Universal Florida. Whenever it starts off going slow, it's still a roller coaster, but you know, you're going to go by slowly and see different sets, and you're going to see the dwarves, and then it's going to pick back up, and you're going to go outside and do all that fun stuff. <laughs> go outside. Um, you know, they're I, they're uh, supposed to have playful forest critters in the ride, too. I'm really looking forward to that. And you see them at <laughs> 80 you, miles an hour as you run over. <laughs> it's a squirrel. They'll be blue with yellow eyes. Yeah, playful uh, forest roadkill. My favorite thing about. Uh, um, this attraction opening is that we don't have this anymore. Uh, right. And for those of you listening, well, yeah. we have a, a picture of the giant construction wall that's been in the middle of Fantasyland for. Yeah, that'll be a nice. I gotta be honest, it looks amazing right now, though. They're mm-hmm. starting to add the trees and the grass on top yeah. of it, and they're like huge artificial artificial Christmas trees on top of it. It really looks good. Yeah, it'll, it does. It, you know, it's amazing. You know, for as ugly as the the construction walls are and the scaffolding and. It is amazing to watch these things get built mm-hmm. over time when when you're when you're there on any kind of regular basis that you see like how they you know what starts out as just like this like very bizarre looking steel structure all of a sudden turns into a mountain mm-hmm. exactly. um, and the way you know the artistry that goes into it it really does help you appreciate those details you know those details that imagineering made famous um, I also like that they, in the construction wall, they have a, uh, a few sections where you can actually look in and mm-hmm. see yeah. what's going on. I like that they're doing that instead of people getting on yeah. each other's yeah, shoulders. Yeah, they're not hiding it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or cool. climbing up on walls because I can remember Teresa <laughs> helping me up on a wall to, to get pictures one time. So people well, are nice. That reminds me of back in the early days of the site when they were building out City Walk. And they were building out Islands of Adventure over at Universal. And they had these massive construction walls up. And I happened to, uh, there happened to be an, uh, an op- a door, you know, there was, the construction walls were set up and there was a door that was ajar. And I just kind of took my camera and pushed it through the door and took a picture and posted it on the website the next day. I uh, went back to Universal a week later and the construction walls were replaced <laughs> by ones that were about nine feet tall. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, and I was trying to stand up on a garbage can, like still couldn't get over it. And I was with a friend, and I said, you know, I just need to get higher. I need to get higher. And he suggested, well, why don't we rent a helicopter? And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> that was my first time in a helicopter. But, oh, wow. You know, back in the days, I would do that stuff oh, uh, to get content. Now, yeah. now I have people. <laughs> well, I can remember one time riding around on the, um, they were, you know, that ball in um, Tomorrowland that's got the water that you, yeah. and they were refurbing that and they had short little walls. Well, as you went by on the, 
um, people, mover. people people mover, you could see down in there. So I took a picture and, and put it up in one of my blogs, and the next time I went back, they had redone the top of it so that you couldn't see what was going on down <laughs> yeah. in there. Top secret. Yes, top secret. Yes. Water glow. Because everybody needs to know about Well, that. I think Disney knew that people would be trying to look over mm-hmm. the wall, especially kids. And so, yeah. you know, you've got little safety viewing issue. areas for kids to, to look through and see. And it is a safety issue, and it's smart. And, you know, what difference does it make? We know something's yeah. being built. Right. You right. know, it's not, you know, you know I, I realize it's important and I realize you're spending a lot of money on it, but they're not state secrets. <laughs> it doesn't have to be treated like, you know. Yeah. But part of Disney's, at least to me, appeal is that when they open something, it's show ready. It's not, you know, like they haven't painted it yet or, you know, so sometimes I'm frustrated because we can't see exactly what they're doing. But then when you do get to see it, it was worth waiting for. Right. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but you know what? There were still construction walls and yeah. scaffolding and things like that. It's still ugly. Yeah. Um, so, you and know, and I realize. I mean, I think the construction walls are more about keeping people away from the construction area. Oh, right. Than right. it is about not 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 seeing what's going on. Um, but you know, I think I think they were smart to like you know put the little peepholes in. Yeah. But this will be nice because it really will, with all the theming that they have back there, um, when they take the walls down. This is going to make it look, you know, obviously it's complete, but it's now you've got the total theming. It'll be the first time in, what, 40 plus years that in this theme park that Fantasyland isn't a bottleneck, I feel like. Yeah. You know, once that. Well, I think they almost, they've pretty much a, a accomplished that with New Fantasyland in general. Yeah. Um, but it'll be even more open. Yeah, absolutely. With this. But when are they going to quit calling it New Fantasyland? When, did, when is it not new anymore? I want to just call it the Enchanted Forest. Okay. That's we'll do that name. then. We'll call it Bob. <laughs> we'll name it Bob. Okay. Is it Bob? Um, and also the other... Um, I'm, ex- I'm you know, not ex- as excited about this as I am uh, with uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but uh, Disney Springs, the, mm-hmm. uh, the overhaul to downtown Disney, which is going to represent turn-of-the-century towns in Florida. Uh, three areas, the Landing, Marketplace, and West Side. Yeah, and I think the Landing is obviously meant to be kind of where Pleasure Island is and where they're expanding out onto the water. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited about it. And when it's, when it's complete, more than 150 shopping, dining, and entertainment venues um, scheduled to open in 2016. What are we hoping for with this? More parking spaces. Yeah. Well, we know that's coming. <laughs> we yeah. know that's coming. That is, yeah. yeah, I didn't include that in that. They're, you know, obviously, their uh, parking has been a real issue over the last several months as they've been clearing out several of their lots and, and starting construction on a multi level uh, parking garage. It's horrible yeah. right now. It's yeah. a nightmare. It's horrible yeah. to go there. It has been horrible for years. But now you have the main parking lot in the front closed, right in front yeah. of uh, yeah. the theater. Then on the side, on the side of Lanuba, there's a huge parking lot closed over there, too. So that's almost the first only place you can really park unless you go to Marketplace. And but also, then there's a few yeah. options back there. And they, they offer valet at Westside, but yeah. it's only it, they offer it at a certain time of day. So mm-hmm. that whole section is blocked off, so you can't, you can't park there. Right, it's exactly. reserved for valet, but it's not open until later on it's you know you're parking pretty far away yeah or even across the street at some of the executive buildings yeah um it's like christmas at the mall you're following what car are you going to were were you with me the one time uh going over to downtown disney and we had to park over at uh 
uh, uh, Team Disney. Team Disney, yeah. And and they were like shuttling people across the street. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it was. That's insane. That's insane. It's what they have to do right now, though. And I guess it's, you know... But aside from for the greater good, once those parking aside from better parking, what are we looking at in, in term? What are we hoping for in terms? I of, know, Pete, you're probably really excited, but they're going to put in two new Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> cut to me. <laughs> there's going to be one that's like a kiosk outside of the world of Disney. And then there's going to be a storefront in the west side. So there's two new. They're there. building those now. The walls. Yeah, and, yeah and they are. Right. What I'm looking forward to most is. My bad. What? <laughs> You're talking. It cuts to me. I'm sitting there with my hand on my chin. Um, I'm like, he's done that three times this show. My bad. What I'm Don't lo- make me come back. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to most is a cohesive theme to downtown Disney. That would be nice. Um, because you do have, right now, three very distinct areas. You have Pleasure Island, you have the Marketplace, and you have West Side. And all of them, in their own ways... Are, are have have many positive features to them, um, but they are a complete jumble when put together. Um, yeah, they make no sense altogether. And that's what I'm hoping for from this: is that this theme that's starting in Pleasure Island and starting in that area um, back along the waterfront will expand out to the other areas. Even if it's just uh, you know paint you know paint the marketplace the same color as all the other buildings, just to you know bring it in. Bring it into that theme that they're they're going for here. Right, that's what I really want to see. One thing they're working on right now is actually a bridge from the Lego store over to like where Little Mismatched is. Mm-hmm. So that kind of right next to that Lego uh, serpent, it's they're building a, a walkway, so you don't have to go around that whole loop yeah. right. around where Once Upon a Toy is. You can just cut right across. I think that actually just opened recently. Um, I was there two nights ago, and it there's nothing. Oh, okay. No, it, it's a, it's a bridge. It's not the walkway along Paradiso. Oh, that's what I was. This is a complete bridge, and it's it's they're, they just started it, so there's no way. Well, that that Lego area is a real bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Uh, T Rex Lego right there at the edge yeah. of uh, the marketplace. It gets so crowded, and then as you're sitting there in foot traffic, just not moving at all, you have to listen to the T Rex Adventurers Party of Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> what do we? You know what else are we hoping for in terms of, of this? What are I, we, I'm looking forward to the the new selection of restaurants yeah. that I have. Yes. Hopefully, there are some really really nice ones and not just you know chains. Some real options. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some I'm real not, options. I'm not really, I don't really care about the shopping because I don't really go to downtown Disney to shop. But I, 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 I will I will for food and drinks. Yeah. And I think even for stores because Katie and I were down there the other day and there's a Fit to Run mm-hmm. store in there. Um, you know, I'm not into running. I'm trying to get there but i think if you're coming from out of town and you're looking to do some shopping and they had these different types of stores i think that's going to bring in a lot of people well i think in order for this to be successful to some degree they have to pull a page out of disneyland's playbook and make this something that appeals to locals Mm -hmm. um there has to be some aspect of this that appeals to locals and if they can do that if they they will have a runaway hit on their hands with uh, with this. Every time we go through there, I always say to Katie, I wish our downtown Disney was more like Disneyland's out there because there's always something going on. Oh, yeah. You know. Swing, swing dancing. But it's yeah. yeah. great. Especially at night with the live entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, from local, you know, local musicians that Disney approves uh, you know, approves and allows to be in downtown Disney to sell their, their CDs um, of course, you know you're in you're in Anaheim, so you're 
right around Los Angeles, and there's a, there's a really big talent pool to pull from. Well, there must. Um, I mean, there must be. We have Joey Fatone here. I mean, well, yeah. You know, I mean, there must be. Well, I just hope that when it all opens, that the guy with the didgeridoo. Who's out there like every day? I hope mm-hmm. he's gone. <laughs> I, don't like his I have all of his albums. That's rude. You I can want... find patches of live entertainment. I know in front of House of Blues, there's always somebody yeah. playing uh, Splitsville. There's uh, there's usually somebody playing. Yeah, there. there's like that grassy area where the food trucks were. You can get like the corn dog. Yeah, they had like a band out there. And then you see if so. they if they if yeah. they continue in the creative spirit of Splitsville with what they do at Downtown Disney, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, um, I thought Splitsville was an amazing addition mm-hmm. um, to a space, you know, in a space that was historically just really cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I like the Virgin Megastore that was there, but, you know, after a while, record stores kind of went the yeah. way of the yeah. Dodo. Yeah. And so it really didn't belong there. And then, you know, wasn't it like a museum of Princess Diana's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. And then it was Ride Makers. I don't know which one was first, but yeah. You know. Princess it, Diana was Princess first. Princess Diana was first, and then Ride Makers. And now it's Splitsville. And I think, you know, I, I think they had a hope that Splitsville was there to stay <laughs> because that was a lot of construction uh, to build that. But, you know, Splitsville has turned out to be, I think, phenomenal. Oh, it Great is. Great addition. It, it turned the west side into a desirable place yes, to go to. Yes, exactly. You know, because before that, it... I had no reason to go. And I don't think the, the the theaters should be overlooked either. I think those yeah. are great theaters. I think it's Absolutely. a great theater location. It's a very comfortable It's great for sing-alongs. Location. <laughs> and it's great for sing-alongs, especially drunken sing-alongs with Sean, <laughs> which we should start auctioning off for Give Kids the World. Do, do a drunk sing-along with Sean. I got, a, kids. I got a tweet that I should have live-streamed it. <laughs> Another thing that's coming to um, Downtown Disney is where Team Mickey was. They're closing that down. It's supposed to open back up sometime in yeah. June. It's the, called the Marketplace Co-op, and they're going to have a number of like little mini stores. That's a great idea. And that, yeah, I'm waiting to see how that turns out. That sounds really neat. You know, I hope they, br- I hope they do bring in some local artists and some some flair like that. I think would make uh, would make it interesting. I don't know if it's to that extent. I think it's um, they're bringing like Dis- uh, Disney kitchen merchandise to one of the sections. One of the sections is going to be the D-Tech on demand, so you can make your phone cases and things like that. No, I'm just saying in general, uh, you know, if they, if it they, would be nice if they see find that, a way yeah. to, you know, maybe put kiosks up throughout Disney Springs. Instead of the Dunkin' Yo-Yo kiosk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is there. Exactly. <laughs> this exists. So, you know, bring some of that, bring some of that flavor into it, and I think uh, you know, again, they they're if they can if they can appeal to locals with this as well as as you know visitors um that's gonna that's gonna be what's gonna make it a a big hit yeah i think they'll have a hit on their hands with visitors but if you don't get the locals if you don't get the locals um i think that's that's what they need but uh finally uh coming to the magic kingdom uh, this spring is the festival of fantasy parade does anybody think this is not going to be a regurgitated parade? Absolutely. I think it's going to be brand new. I'm, but you know, you know what I'm saying? How they repurpose floats and they repurpose. And you no, this is all brand new. All brand new. Yeah, well, floats. I don't know. That it's all brand new, but there's a number of new floats that are very interesting, no, very this creative. Is, oh, yeah. This looks like it's on the same lines as um, Sensational. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. The one it's in Disneyland with. Okay. The, um, as you can see, you know, for those of you watching, um, obviously Disney has released some uh, artist concepts of some of the different floats, including the Little Mermaid, um, uh, uh, Brave, 
the whole float looks like a bagpipe. That float's amazing. Um, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and my favorite is uh, the Peter Pan float, where yeah. uh, there's yeah. it's basically a giant uh, pendulum kind of thing, and uh, uh, Hook and Smee are riding on an anchor under a ship. And it's the thing about this is the scale of these floats are gigantic. Um, I've even heard rumors that next Christmas they're not going to be able to put the garland over Main Street Correct. because they're yes. too tall for the mm-hmm. really for the floats. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And of course, they just a couple of weeks ago released details on the really cool looking uh, Maleficent uh, float, which is really kind of steampunk. Okay, yeah, this gear. is definitely not. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this stuff. So um, this is definitely not regurgitated. And because it's just every time I hear there's a new parade coming to Magic Kingdom, I'm like, oh, okay. it's recycle the magic usually. It's re- exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, I honestly, in, in my opinion, I don't think I've enjoyed. Well, I know I haven't enjoyed the uh, daytime parades as much as I once did. I mean, I, my favorite daytime well, parade. Well, you're not nine anymore. Well, I, so my, my favorite daytime parade uh, that I can remember was the 25th anniversary one that they did. And, um, and then ever since then, it's kind of just been, you know, here's the magic. It's the magic, you know, all that kind of. Yeah. And this, this feels like it's getting back to more classic designs, uh, classic characters, and has a, a, real, a real theme to it, a real cool theme. Yeah, well, we, you know, we were talking how you know, Disney does listen to feedback, and they do listen to things that are mm-hmm. said on the boards. And they, I wonder how much of, of you know, people talking about how old and tired regurgitating the same floats, like you said, Recycle the Magic, uh, played into them designing, uh, designing this. And, you know, you, you mentioned Sensational, of course. That was designed by our good friends uh, Kevin Kidney mm-hmm. and Jody Daly out in California. Mm-hmm. I think they should bring them out here to do every yes. single parade <laughs> and event that well, Disney does. One thing that would be nice, which I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon, but Main Street Electrical Parade is getting really old. I'm not saying Oh, bring but back, it's such a classic. I'm not saying bring back Spectra Magic, but maybe with this parade, it could be more on the level of Disneyland's, where they have one in the mid-afternoon, and then they have one that's kind of at like dusk going into night. So it's the same parade twice, but if the floats are good enough to do that, then they might as well. Um, yeah. And then send Main Street Electrical Parade to another park, because it's kind of been bouncing between places so I, I think it's ready for a new home it's like the traveling diana dresses yeah <laughs> and we do want to make sure we mention one other thing uh, new coming to uh, walt disney world uh, very soon yeah, although the four seasons i'm hearing the four seasons resort in uh, uh it's a, it's in the golden oak community golden oak community um now they're saying it's supposed to open this spring and I have some friends that are involved in the construction of this resort, and they're telling me no way is oh, it going really? to be ready to open in spring. Wow. Uh, they are way too far behind schedule that he's, he's saying fall. But he's not, you know, this is not somebody who's necessarily uh, in a position to know that, other than the fact that, you know, he's looking at some the of the construction work that he's doing, he says, is what you do six months before you open, not hmm. two months before you open. Yeah. So, <laughs> plus they've been having a lot of problems. We're hearing there's a lot of problems with uh, the contractors mm. uh, that they've had working on the project. But it is a Four Seasons. And if you are not familiar with the Four Seasons, these are true five-star luxury resorts. And uh, I think to some degree, Disney is banking on this being their first five-star mm. resort on property. Uh, they don't have one right now. Um, and uh, I tell you, generally speaking, you're going to be expecting prices between 
four and six or seven hundred dollars a night oh. standard room at any four seasons uh you're in that range um and i think with the price point being closer to five or six hundred a night but it's you know they're going to have a restaurant, a rooftop restaurant with views of the Magic Kingdom. That's, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. 14,000 square foot spa, three, three will, pools, lazy river. If you, if, you have, if you haven't experienced a Four Seasons, it's a level of service like you've never had anywhere else, including Disney. Um, I mean, it really is absolute first class service. You pay for it. You pay for it. But that's what they're known for. And uh, I've had the pleasure of staying in a few of them. And I'm very excited to see it. Very excited to see it. Uh, open up supposed to open up this spring whether or not that's going to happen my guess is september time frame september october so do you think that'll drop the price for some of the <clears throat> deluxe hotels on property no 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 um those hotels have there's a built-in audience it's a disney hotel it's a disney hotel and people want disney luxury not just not just luxury um so i think what will happen is that disney will send people over like they did when the Waldorf Astoria opened up to start getting some tips on how to make some of their luxury resorts a little more like these other properties. Um, but uh, so I think it may help Disney up their game. I don't think it's going to uh, put Disney, I don't think by any means it's going to put Disney in a position where they're going to start dumping their prices at the grand. I Unless the Four Seasons becomes like this amazing success, which I think it'll do well, but I don't think it's going to supplant the Grand Floridian. It might make, though, Disney pick up its game a little bit. That's what I'm saying yeah, is that yeah. I think it may, you know, the, the difference the difference in service between the Four Seasons and the Grand Floridian, I'm sorry, yeah. is night and day. Right. The Grand Floridian's very good. Don't get me wrong. It's not even close to a Four Seasons. And anybody who stayed in the Four Seasons, I think, would probably agree with me. Unless you stayed in a really bad Four Seasons, and there are a couple of them, but there's not many. Um you know, I think it could help Disney up their game, and I think that's only that's a good thing. It's only positive for what Disney charges; they should be upping their game. So that is our look at what is coming up at Walt Disney World, and we hope you enjoyed this segment. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Des Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Till next time, take care.